0: Welcome to this episode. Hope you guys are doing amazing. Hope things in your businesses are progressing beautifully. Hope you're happy. Hope you're healthy. And today we're talking about why two pretty large juice brands went out of business suddenly. Now, there are going to be a lot of uh, lessons in this that I want you guys to really pay attention to as you are in the place where maybe you haven't started your business yet or you have a storefront and you're thinking about growing into multiple stores, there's a lot to take away from this. So uh, sit tight. Now, some of you guys may be aware if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the U.S., there were two pretty substantial brands, um, one of them that was launched in California and another one that is from Uh, Miami area, so in Florida. And both of these brands uh, had a number of stores, one of them being uh, juice served here, which was in LA primarily, and they expanded a little bit further out than that. And then another company called Hugo Fresh. And so some of you guys might be familiar with these brands. And I want to give you my perspective on What I believe happened to these companies now, I wasn't so deep on the inside and I have read a few articles about Hugo Fresh and what the owner was saying. And so um, a lot of it's related to that. So the thing that I want to start by saying in this situation is when businesses are attempting to grow, there are really two ways that you can grow any business. The first way, which I would call the organic growth model, and this is a model where you're using the capital that your company is making and reinvesting it back into the company, and so you're really having to be sure that you're profitable in order to grow the business, otherwise you can't grow. The other approach is the rapid growth model that is using investment capital. Now, most really substantial and very large businesses that you see that exist now use this approach because it's necessary in order to grow your business fast and have significant market share to run at a deficit and grow your business through investment with the hopes that you'll saturate the market and eventually you'll become profitable long-term. You know, business like Amazon, uh, most tech companies run this way. And so it's not to say that one model is better than the other. They've got their pros and cons, and that's what I want to talk about in this conversation. My sense of why these two companies that at one point, I believe Juice Served here, had about 15 stores, and Hugo Fresh probably had somewhere between 15, uh, 10 to 15 stores. I don't know exactly the number, but these were businesses that had a substantial number of locations, and from reading this article um, where the owner of Hugo Fresh basically made the statement that he wasn't experienced enough for this rapid growth. And people got really excited about the business. He had a lot of investment capital and things never got to the point where it was financially feasible and they kind of spiraled out into chaos. And my sense with You Served Here is it's a similar story. Now, what happens is, is a lot of these companies, they come in, they find investors, they might have you know, significant capital, maybe $10, $20, 30000000 million that's being invested in their rapid expansion in order for them to saturate the market and then ev- with the hopes that eventually they'll get profitable. But if they don't get profitable soon enough, the whole thing collapses. And so that's one of the issues is that If you don't have a singular store that you've been able to get to the point of profitability, you may not have your product perfected, you may not have all of your customer service strategies perfected, you may not know exactly the metrics that makes an individual unit profitable. And you're trying to figure that out along the way while at the same time you've got a lot of other things that you have to deal with. in hiring employee um, and, and company culture, operations of the business. There's so many things that you have to be with at, while your company's growing that fast, negotiating deals with investors, so on and so forth. And simultaneously, you don't have a perfected business model. And so one of the reasons I want to share this is because I want people to realize that you don't have to be overly aggressive with your growth and you simultaneously don't have to be um, too fearful because what i see is most of the time there's two kinds of entrepreneurs There are the people who believe organic growth is the only way to go and if i can't make enough money to reinvest in my business to open another store then i'm just gonna wait and that might not be the best strategy because you could end up in a situation where you're not able to grow fast enough and there's a lot of competitors that enter your market and that starts to drown out your capacity to to really have a substantial presence in your your market and and therefore your income is reduced. Or the second thought process is a lot of people believe they're just rapid growth and all they can think about is raising money and opening up tense doors out of the gate. And I don't believe that either of them are right or wrong, my suggestion is generally that people are able to open up a singular store, perfect that model, maybe raise some investment capital for the first one is fine and for the second one, but to do it in a way that you can accelerate the process of your expansion. Don't go from zero to a hundred, go from one to two to four maybe, to six and to maybe, and so on, so that there's an organic expansion and you're doing it at a healthy pace. Now, granted, everyone's situation is different. Everyone's market is different. So people have different access to capital. People have different access to uh, their market is different. So the their need to expand at a certain rate might be different. And and obviously markets like Los Angeles and Miami are, uh, there. these are big cities where people want to dominate. But what we've seen from history right now is that the people who try to do that were not successful. And um, another thing I want to point out is that a couple misconceptions that people can have when these kinds of things happen. The first one being that the juice industry is collapsing, and so they don't want to get into it because they see a big company like that fail, when really the primary reason most likely they failed is because they couldn't manage their operations and their cash flow, and they were growing so quick that they were really running at a deficit. And so that's the reason. The other misconception that people have that hopefully this enlightens them to is that just because you see a business that seems like it's successful on the outside, because if you look at a juice bar and it seems like they've got 15 stores, you must assume that they're very, very successful. You look at their storefronts and they're beautiful, they're glamorous. You look at their branding, their Instagram, everything looks like it's just presented with such high quality uh, presentation. You must assume that they're successful, but the reality is, what makes a business successful is cash flow. You have to have positive cash flow at the end of of the day. At some point, it might not mean you have to have it right away, but eventually, you're going to have to pay the piper, as they say. You're going to have to get to the point where your business is profitable because you can only convince investors for so long to keep putting money into your business if it seems like it's just being burnt up into thin air and they're not seeing the return on their investment. And so that's... That's something that's really important to take away because I don't want people to get discouraged when they hear about these things because I, I I did a video on YouTube actually quite recently and was showing the juice bar industry trends. And if you guys aren't aware, something you can do is you can search in your area. There's a, a, a software that Google offers called Google Trends. And so from time to time, if I'm doing research on a business that I'm developing, I'll go on Google Trends and I will search certain terms. And I recently was searching as putting myself in the in the framework of a consumer, juice bars near me, and you can see the patterns over year over year of the growth of this search term, which means that consumers are looking for more juice bars near them. And so the juice bar industry is growing, and there's many indicators to prove this. Uh, so I don't want you guys to get discouraged. Uh, definitely be excited about what's happening, and I want you guys to grow your business in a way that is mature and. Uh, I don't want to say strictly organic, but semi-organic, where you're going to do it at a pace where you really master things. Because oddly enough, and what I think is a little bit unfortunate, is people want to get ahead of themselves. I've had too many conversations with prospective clients who are asking me about franchising their business, and I'll ask them, Okay, are you profitable? Do you have your operations in place? Do you have all your paperwork together? And they're sometimes barely breaking even or even running negative and they already wanna franchise their business. And that's a recipe for disaster because you're only going to duplicate or expand the chaos. It's really important that you get everything down first before you grow. Uh, I was speaking to somebody the other day, and, and it was a business partnership, and the two people had a singular store, and it was going okay. It was going pretty well financially, so they were making a good amount of money, but their business operations were quite chaotic. Their turnover was through the roof. Um, they didn't have their operations down. They weren't sleeping so this was—they were working something like 16 hours to 18 hours a day for a long time, and then they were already focused on opening up another store. That's not a good thing because what happens is that although it seems like you're growing, and in some ways you are, you're also growing your problems. You're growing your chaos because you don't have the, you know, cookie cutter sort of f- uh, framework that you want to duplicate. You're just going to duplicate things that are probably not beneficial to your business. And over time, everything collapses all at once because one of the partners is going to quit or something happens, a key staff member leaves that has a lot of responsibility and you can't keep up with it. And then one store starts to go down the drain and another store starts to uh, also suffer. It can be a big challenge. And I know this from running multiple locations. It's a different thing. Having one store is very different than having two stores or more. So Grow at a pace that is mature and healthy and not overly aggressive, and you know that's going to be a case by case situation. But I just want you guys to be aware of what this the pros and cons of both of these scenarios are, because growing too fast can make it seem on the surface that you're doing really really well because you know you've got 10 stores, 15 stores, or, or whatever the number is, but. You could just go out of business overnight, which you know we've seen from these two circumstances. And it's important to learn from other people's mistakes. And so I hope that this information helps you guys be aware that there is no perfect thing. There is no perfect way to grow a business. A lot of what I'm sharing is my perspective and my experience. And it's not to say that you can't do it right because people do grow successful businesses really, really quickly. And that's a strategy that you can use. But you have generally, that only happens from people who have experience in business. First-time business owners and first- time entrepreneurs don't know enough to really understand the implications of all the decisions that they're making, short and long term, which is why that's not something that I would advise for someone who's never run a business before. Better to get a few years under your belt with one or two stores, yeah. then look at growing your business in a way that might be slightly more aggressive through taking in uh, more significant um, l- amounts of investment capital. So yeah, wishing you guys well. Hope you guys found some value in this. If you guys, it would be amazing. If you guys do like the podcast and you guys want to leave a rating, I would appreciate that. It would help more people find this content. And it's always just nice to hear that people appreciate the content that inspires me to make more uh, podcast episodes. And if you guys haven't checked out on our, any of our videos on YouTube, um, we've plenty of content there. And also if you're not following us on Instagram, Really easy to find us on Instagram just at Starter Juice Bar. We're posting daily and giving you little reminders and tidbits of information to keep you inspired and keep you informed and educated. And we have a full spectrum consulting agency. So one of my favorite things to do, as much as I love making this kind of content because I see that it can reach a lot of people, I really love working with people one-on-one because then we can go really deep into their specific business and whatever their objectives and their goals are and help them develop their brand because we do everything from helping them with their menu concept to design work to everything up to their on site staff training. Where we'll send one of our team members to go train their staff, which is just amazing to see. And so, yeah, keep us in the loop. We'd love to support you. You can even reach me personally at Andrew at starterjuicebar.com. And we will see you at the next episode. Take care. <laughs>